The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest, Charlie Clawson, for this week is my good friend, Lindsay Webb. Your first time on the podcast. Welcome, Lindsay. Ah, thanks very much. Nice to be here. Long time listener. First time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being here. Very nice. We were just talking and uh, we've spoken about this on uh, Fofop before, my guilt about when I stay in hotel rooms and I drink the bottled water. Yeah, which we're indulging in right now. Right. And I, I feel as I was doing it, I looked at the, I was like, oh, this isn't from this country. It's been flown in from another country. And I am very anti the idea that, you know, at least if I'm going to drink bottled water, it should be from my own country. It should yeah, Someone should have to fly water in. It's nice to have imported goods every now and then, isn't it? Like, you know. Not at the expense of the rest of the planet forever, well, Lindsay. I think for water, you can turn a blind eye, surely. It's well, no, I don't know. think you can. Water's the most important thing. Well, they'll recycle the bottle that it's in, won't they? They'll recycle. We've, so we've had a win. Australia's got some extra product right. in the bottle. Right? We've got some extra rubbish. Yeah. Well, no, they'll turn that into something, don't they? Will they? they? Yeah. I think most of it's landfill. Well, then you get a new park. Right. <laughs> See? <laughs> I suppose that's something. Yeah, there's, you know. So I mean, it'll be a treat. Drink up. It'll Kids be a, want to play footy. It'll be a treat for archaeologists in the future. Won't it? What? You know, that's true. They do They do turn landfill areas into parks. Because where I went to school, uh, the park across the road, or ovals across the road, were former landfill areas. Great. But th- Well, that's what were, I want to play my sport on. Well, you don't, though, because they're at the age where things actually rise to the surface. That's what things, I meant. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't know for that. For that reason. The earth just spits them out. Because I don't want this bumper bar. No. Like, have it back. Because the planet is a beautiful thing mm. that we shouldn't be just shoving our rubbish into. No, it's evident. Right it's the there. thing that it's the thing that sustains us. It's the thing we live on. It's we true. are the fleas on the back of the dog, and <laughs> yes. we think that like the fleas. We're like, no, we're just going to jam our rubbish into the dog. The dog wouldn't have that. The dog would scratch you off. Great mental image of the of the world, the entire Earth putting on a massive collar that like keeps humans away. Mate, I, I, I've said this before, but I, this is my constant thing with people who like yeah, you know, people who won't argue for climate change and those sort of things, who are like, well, you know, the planet's been around forever. And it survived all these other things and it will survive this. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's very optimistic. No, but the planet will survive. Guess who <laughs> won't survive? Us. We uh, won't survive. That's right. This is the issue. We'll get taken over. I'm pretty confident the mm. planet will shake us off like the virus we uh, fucking are. I all of my life have been amazed at <laughs> Welcome the to Conspiracy Radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is like pump up the volume today. I'm going on one of my paranoid rants. <laughs> yeah, that's I, all right. That's why I started the podcast again, but I waited until episode to 11. <laughs> Just to, to unleash. Go, to uh, uh, unleash the the Willuminati. That's it's going to be my new movement. You have to join me in the Willuminati. Oh, I like it. So, but this is the worst thing of all. So, is that when I opened this bottle of water that I shouldn't have opened that was flown oh, here from another country? Yes. 
I had some of it, mm-hmm. and it is more delicious than ordinary water. It's tasty, water. isn't it's it? It's so good. That makes it worse. <laughs> no, I think that makes it better. No, it doesn't. No, I think if it tasted bad, you'd be horrified that that water's come all the way from another country, turned up here and gone in my mouth, and I don't like it. I should be horrified That's... anyway. I should be horrified by the very fact that someone thought, we lived in an age where someone thought it was appropriate to fly, <laughs> to fly bottles water. of water between countries. That's the issue. It's making me thirsty. It doesn't matter how delicious the water mm. is. There is no excuse for that. Well, it's very tasty. I think that's But it's not argument. tasty enough to damn our children's future. Do you know what I mean? Is it tasty enough well, that your children will grow up on a fireball? We don't is know that the how circumstances of where these bottles might end up. They might, you know, provide to be instruments to schools or something. You know, they, they could be helpful down the track, couldn't they? Surely. I don't think so. Oh, uh, well, we must be doing something good in return for getting our fancy bottles of water, surely. Surely we're, you know, counterbalancing that by doing something productive somewhere with water in our own country. Uh, and we're saving water by bringing water in. There we are. There's Because right. there's, there's a shortage of water often. There's, you know, there's droughts in right, certain so areas. That's what we're just importing water. Bringing water in. Just yeah. bring them in from yeah. Italy. Maybe we should Pour be just them. bringing in bottles of water and filling up the Murray-Darling right. Basin. Like, just top it up. Wouldn't that be, the greatest, wouldn't that be the greatest <laughs> irony of all time? That the way we treated the side effect of climate change, which was drought... Was by doing something that created more climate change. There we are. Well, we're great humans. We, we, Congratulations. We yeah, we've done a lot of good. <laughs> I've been I've been amazed all of my life at the power of nature. Like you know when you know when like a, a good example is you know when a service station closes down in a suburban area and they put up the fence around the service oh, station yeah. and they stop trading. Yep. It's like three weeks before the place is covered in growth. Oh my god! Isn't I know. it? It's incredible. Like, it's, and I just go, go nature. It's take like it the, back. It's like the nature has been planning for this moment. Absolutely. And it's like, this is our fucking time. <laughs> like underground tunnels. Right. Organised whiteboards, all sorts. It's of like the Great Escape. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly. like we're all fucking going now. They've been plotting this shit. I for love months. that. I really, I, I like that because I, I grew up on a farm amongst right. nature, and I, I, I enjoy nature, right? I respect nature, and I quite like it. And when I see that, I think, you know, maybe there is some hope. Maybe there is some hope that we're not as damaging as, as you know, we, we might think that we are, and maybe nature can fight us off. But and this put is us my point: back. is nature will be fine. But, yeah, I see. But that's I a great, get your point. That's yeah. a great example of yeah. nature being fine. I get it. Yeah. Were you, were you fucking <laughs> arrogant enough? If you lay down, they will grow over you. This is this is what nature's <laughs> saying to us. Uh, you were so arrogant that you thought you could mine what's inside me and make it into fuel to destroy your fucking civilization. Yeah. And this was a, a symbol of that, a petrol station. True. This place that Absolutely. we all came. This was the symbol. Yeah. And guess what? It's been shut down for three days and we fucking <laughs> have taken it back, <laughs> motherfucker. We're all over you. I'll be fine without you. <laughs> we will be fine. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's a really quick and, and valuable lesson, I think, to show you how nature has, is a force. I mean, there might be a thing, maybe. Imagine if this was the case that uh, the planet, the Earth, um, actually filled up... The, the oils and uranium and all these things that you can dig out of the ground yeah. are actually things that infect the planet. Like, oh. if you imagine the planet having a personality... And yeah, being you mean like, like the planet might have hidden those things there because they were... No, I don't mean hidden. They're, like, if you, like, in the same way as if we grow older, yes. our bodies might become uh, polluted with fat that you sure. might have to get you could get liposuction yeah. out or disease or yeah. cancer or you know things that grow within you or break down with you and that sort I'm of thing you. right yeah so imagine if the earth had a thing so as it got older those things developed but it had developed a, a way of treating itself was sure. that they made a human race that they know would be the fucking idiots that we are take it out suck it all out and then just destroy themselves so they die off and the planet can fucking live in peace and quiet wow. for a while how much that's actually so 
possible that I'm a little worried. Right. <laughs> the Willuminati. Join me. The Willuminati. Why did you do this while I'm here? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start my own religion. I'm going to be like the L. Ron Hubbard of the podcast generation. Wow. Yeah. That will be huge. Do you reckon I could start? I would love to start you a know, religion. I think I think if you've got enough people that follow you, anyone yeah, right. can. You know? Isn't that how you get started? I think you only need a dozen or so people to kick off. Well, you know what the truth is? <laughs> There's more people who subscribe to this podcast in Australia who are Scientologists. Who are Scientologists there you go. Well, you need a book. I think you need a book too. You need a text like that outlines what you're about. Right. I think you need something and like some beliefs. Okay. Yeah. Here's what someone needs to do. Transcribe these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Go through all right. of it. Transcribe them. <laughs> yes. And we'll put them out oh, of the book. There you go. Yeah. Like the Bible. There you are. Right. And you can read the parables. It, yes. The stories that we've told over the years. You can reference stories from past to right. make decisions in I'm the not, future. I'm not saying that I am Jesus, but much like Jesus, <laughs> I have told you a lot of information through this podcast. Yes. Through parables, through stories. And, and very I've told them to my it. friends. And we and you know you put them there maybe um, this could work <laughs> all, the, all the podcast partners are the disciples if they'd like yeah, to be they sure. can be part of my posse write their own reference right. pieces the book of Lindsay <laughs> yes the book of Tom Gleeson I'm with you the book of Dave Anthony yeah their own interpretations absolutely which yeah. is all the other ones that ever were Char- Char- <laughs> Charlie will be Judas who betrayed me <laughs> <laughs> This actually works out pretty That's well. That's a joke, Charlie, by the way. That was a just, it was too good a joke to go by. That was all it was for. Don't take that out of context when you're trans. Whoever's writing this chapter. Make sure you transcribe yeah. that it wasn't the real meaning yeah. in the reference. Oh, this is how it gets right. out of hand. Exactly. See? It's tough. Maybe that's why I couldn't <laughs> that's, do it. Yeah. You're too good a person to start a religion. Man, did you see any of that stuff? Wait, what, were you raised religious? I went to I went to an Anglican school, mm. so you know it's so towing the really, water, Christian, yeah. isn't it? It's like you know we're with you if hell breaks out, but right. otherwise we're just testing the water. I always say, uh, my my nan is Anglican. Yeah, uh, is that Church of England there? Yeah, it is. Anglican, right? Yeah, that's right. My nan is Anglican. Yeah, and um, I I say they're like um, they're Sunday morning street store religion. You that's know? absolutely right. Like, you know, major might... major uh, moments in in religious time like Easter and Christmas better go. Yeah, better, better go. pop in. And see they, how everyone's and going. They're happy that you pop in. Yeah, like it's not like where the fuck have no. you been. And when I was a kid growing up on yeah. the farm, the local clergy used to come to the farm and have a service for the local farmers, but only if there was five Sundays in a month. Oh, right. So it would be on the fifth Sunday. Yeah, right. So it was okay. like, if there's a bonus Sunday, you have to go to church, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. That's but, a, uh, but it was great. A compromise. I actually enjoyed it because all of the local people would, uh, would come along and all of the farm mums would make a plate. Right. So you go, oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Tasty finger foods. Well, you know, you, you already know my opinions on finger <laughs> I know foods, very well. And I feel like I can't actually go over them again <laughs> no, in this episode because... Trust me, this was But good. it's fair to say, when they transcribe these podcasts <laughs> as my Bible, if you will, yes. like, or whatever, whatever religious text you want to compare <laughs> yeah. it to, but... Um, when they transcribe it, one theme that will come out in every chapter is my love for finger, finger food. foods, tiny yeah. foods. Yeah, well, these were these were pretty homemade good country foods. Did you have yeah. highlights? Oh, well, oh, absolutely. What to, did you always go for? You know, to be honest, what, my all-time favourite were the curry egg triangles. Oh my god! To be honest, dangerous with you. later though. Oh, it can be. Yeah, depending on the mixture. Right. But this was like a CWA Bake Off competition yeah. on the fifth Sunday of every month. Yeah. Like you know, because they're they're all putting in a lot of effort to look good. Yeah. So the the curry egg sandwiches were a big time favourite. The chocolate slice. You know, with the chocolate on top, caramel, yeah. biscuit base. Well, oh, the, oh, the caramel chocolate slice. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. And so those two would be, they, they were the ones I'd look for first. Uh, my um, my Will Luminati Bible will also come with cake recipes. 
<laughs> you'd be able to make slice, you'd be able to jelly slice. Very useful religious text. Yeah, it's a lift out section in the middle. <laughs> Laminate. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of recipes. <laughs> Easy stuff you can make at home. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, what stuff goes well with weed in it? <laughs> you know, there'd be yeah, anything, all sorts really. of uses. So, yeah, not not heavily religious, but did all of the religious things. You know, I was yeah. baptised and mean? confirmed. Okay. And, you know, I was an altar boy for a little while. But I, I was I was an altar boy for a purpose, to be honest with you. I Which won't was? lie to you. Uh, if you're an altar boy in chapel, because I went to a boarding school, yep. we had to go to chapel every Sunday morning. Right. If you're an altar boy, you left the chapel service first. Because you walked out with the candles and the cross and the and the reverend, and everyone else had to come after you. And in the boarding house kitchen, there was only like twelve bowls of cocoa pops put out on Sunday morning. Right. There's 140 boys. Uh-huh. To get the cocoa pops, you really needed to get out right. first. So I became an altar boy to get cocoa pops. Right. Is the truth. That right. is the absolute truth of me going, oh, I'm going to do this. You know what? I've heard a lot of evidence in uh, the Catholic sex trials where uh, Cocoa Pops was the... <laughs> really? Was the, the, oh, no, no. the Cardinal Cocoa Pops was... <laughs> was going to be Pope at one stage. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. There's a new movie out uh, which is based on a book by um, uh, Jeffrey Robertson, the um, Australian human yes. rights lawyer. Yeah. Uh, who's based in London and... Uh, it's about uh, the, the sex scandals in the Catholic Church and how they were all covered up. Really? And the systematic... There's one particular story which is horrible about this yeah. deaf school where there was systematic abuse by this guy and he abused the deaf kids because they couldn't... It's not good. And he it? would sign to their parents like that because they were the only way he could, they could communicate right. so the kids could never... I mean, it's horrible, horrible stuff. Dear and me. the thing is that the previous Pope, Pope Benedict, yes. was in charge of... That sort of business of the Catholic Church at the time. Is this one of the reasons they're saying yeah, that he's done he's, the yeah. I'm out of here? Because he's just about to be massively implicated. Really? Like, there's just no way. That makes it a bit didn't... of a hot seat for the new dude, doesn't right. it? Right. Yeah, they, t- they, he was the sort of guy who did. Hospital pass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's no. like, hey, um, it's going to come out that you systematically covered up uh, sex abuse. Uh, wow. How do you think that'll be? Hey, you know what? We should, should have a new Pope. We should have a new Pope. He's really given that new Pope a Hail Mary. Oh, has he? <laughs> a Hail Mary. <laughs> Well done. Bravo. <laughs> Thanks for getting us out of that in a fun way. It got a bit serious. Yeah, no kidding. But No, yeah, I mean no, that as no a rule kidding. for the Catholics. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Catholics, hashtag no kidding. <laughs> the new Pope should finish every speech with no kidding and then just stare at the Cardinals. <laughs> he should get on Twitter again. This new Pope should get on Twitter again. Every hashtag, no, no kidding. kidding. <laughs> that could be the new slogan of Catholic Church. It could help them. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. send the message. Because they could even go with their traditional things. Like, totally. you know, like you could sort of say whatever they're still for and against, like, you know, yeah. or whatever those things are, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. I think there's a list. There is a list. Yeah. At one stage you couldn't get divorced, now they you can't. Know. I don't know. They changed No, they're a bit flexible now. Yeah. 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 Move, yeah. With, move con- with the times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Condoms. No kidding. No, actually, you need condoms. <laughs> Oh, it gets tricky. Yeah, it gets tricky. But it's out there and it's yeah. yours, Catholic Church, you if you use want it. it. Yeah, yeah, you can yours. have it. So Good idea, too. If you're listening to this to sue me about the comments I made about the, the previous one. I don't think you've said anything wrong. And he's gone anyway. He's yeah. done the runner. He's yeah. fishing somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I was going to ask you about yeah. uh, the altar boy thing, though, and, and, and getting the Cocoa Pops. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think it's cruel of a boarding school? 
that when there's like that many kids yeah. to only put out 12 yeah, servings never, of Cocoa Pops? I never quite understood the method. Like, don't put any out. There. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. That's yeah. too little. You know, there was Nutrigrain, which is a pretty good, yeah, know, but like, it's a pretty good silver There's going to be, out of how many kids, how many was it? 140. How many of them plus? do you reckon? If you just had to guess. I mean, yeah. obviously we can't tell for sure. Would, but if you had to guess how many yeah. of them would have wanted Cocoa Pops, what do you reckon? Well, 50, 55. Yeah, and most days, right? Yeah, Okay. Sure. So here's what you fucking should do. Put out 50. Put out 50. Yeah. Or don't put out any. Don't offer Cocoa Pops if you're not going to put out fucking 50 Cocoa Pops. I've tried to work it out, mate, in my own mind, thinking right. back on boarding school, and I wondered all of the things. Like, do they put out 12 on purpose to create tension and to have a hierarchy? And to but why put... would they want to do that? Because it's a boys' like school a and they're trying to teach men values and lessons. Well, by and fucking with their heads. Realistically. That's what we should do, society. Yeah. Let's teach young boys oh, lessons by playing fucking mind I'm not games. saying they were doing that, but I've thought wow. all of that through. And realistically... At least they didn't think through this 12 Cocoa Pops thing. No. Like, even if they <laughs> no. were doing it on purpose, they were torturing kids <laughs> totally. by accident. Innocuously. By not yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, totally. I heard about it 30 seconds ago yeah. and I fucking thought about it. To be fair, though, it wasn't the worst part of boarding school. <laughs> what was the worst part of boarding school? Because oh. I never went to boarding school. The living conditions. What do you mean by that? Because I, like, as Just, a person who, yeah, you know, I was fascinated by boarding. I think mm. you are if you're not a boarder because mm-hmm. there is some sort of a magical element to Well, it all sounds border. fancy like Enid Blyton and right. you're going to have fun and run off with gangs and do exciting explora- explorations. Dead society, yeah, totally, I Totally, sure. Right? Yeah, but no. In it's caves, not, wearing you know, makeup. It's more Lord of the Flies, oh, you know. Right. It's when it really is Lord of the Flies because the older boys are in charge. You know, you don't have adults living in your living area. It's just older boys. So older you, boys shouldn't be in charge of anything. Not really. Yeah, the year 12s are in charge of no, the that's you know, year 7s. It is a terrible idea. Because they will also make mistakes that they yeah. will regret for the rest of their life. In fact, you They know, should have never been let in that situation. You know what? You hit the nail right on the head. Only about three years ago, I got an email from a guy that I lived with in the boarding school who was apologising to me for the way he treated right. me, in, which means... He He's lived with that yeah. all of this time, where I wasn't harbouring any real issue from what but some, happened. Sometimes but people will be, because yeah, sometimes people get treated absolutely. badly enough that they yeah. do. And I was shocked when he sent this email going, wow, that's okay. I really, you know, good on you. I think but, about that a lot, like because I think about that idea of, like, I was never obviously a physical bully because I've like, only ever been in three fights in my life. And what yeah. I mean by three fights is I've been hit three times. Yeah, I was in protective fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's where well, I was I, trying not to get hurt I've never, I've never landed one. <laughs> but I've, I've, had a, I've had my share landed on me. So I was in some scraps. Enough to know that I was not into it. Enough yeah. to know that it was not a thing that I wanted to pursue. No, no I certainly didn't put my foot forward. Right. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. Even though my secret dream, as you know, is yes, to, to be an quit comedy and become an yeah. underground fighter. But even in that dream, that even <laughs> in that dream, I am still the world's worst underground fighter. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. pretend that no. I'm going to be any good at it. I didn't like it at all. I no, like that part. So, um, uh, so getting in fights. Why were, were we talking about that? What were we? I was just saying about the guy apologising oh, for being right. violent towards me. So this is what I was going to say. There might be you know things, and it's obviously never a, a physical bully. Yeah. But I try to look back on my life, and I hope that. If I was ever a um, verbal bully. Like mental bullying. Right. Yeah. I don't think I was ever a mental bully. Right. I don't think that's in my personality. Uh-huh. But you know what I was? I was a 13, 14, and 15-year-old kid who had a smart mouth. Yes. And you don't know... Like, yeah. it's like... Uh-huh. I know, you know a kid that was like that. You don't... Right. <laughs> yeah. But you don't, you, at that time, you just think you can be funny about anything. Sure. You don't know that some things are offensive or cutting. some things are mean or some things are a bit too far. And, yeah. You know, because you're a kid. Yeah, To totally be honest, like, you can do comedy for years and, and you still have that journey all it the does time. Happen. yes. And standards change. And, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, totally. So there's right. a lot of really interesting 
things that you're dealing with. But I do look back and go, I hope that in being, you know, mean about someone or trying to be funny about someone or being yeah. even a teacher and stuff. Sure. Like there were some teachers that I was pretty cutting to, <laughs> yeah. like when I was at high school, because yes. I thought it was like kicking up the tree, making fun of the teachers. But, you know, some yeah. of them probably didn't deserve, like I was expressing something and they were the kind of the butt of it, sure. if you know what I mean. I used to parody my teachers in, in the sketch comedy yes. things that you do at school. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can still go home and fucking tour some of that material. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I go back to sale, they never really even like my show, to be honest. Like, everyone's always like, when are you coming back to sale? And I'm like, I'd love to come back if it was awesome. I'd love to come back if people yeah. loved it when I'm there. Yeah. But I come back and I do shows and people complain to my parents that I swear too much. Well. And it just ruins the fun for me. Yeah, that's no fun. Because you shouldn't have to complain to my parents. And then it no. makes me feel bad that my parents have got no. in trouble. Well, they're and... not writing your stuff now, are they? They're not. My parents? Yeah. You know, well, then what are people complaining about? I mean, occasionally, I guess, technically. Well, yeah, well, through through observation. Right. But no, it's it's silly to have a So they have a connection. Yeah, but people. Like, in some ways, they're still responsible. That's people wanting to have a say in something. Absolutely. That's that's them finding a portal and going, well, here's his parents. What can I say? I don't want to tell him that he's good. Uh, I swear it's too much. You know, (laughs) it's. But that's the reason I don't go home as much as I would like. And I'd love to go back for it to be awesome. Sure. But the thing that I could go back and do is just do an entire set of impersonating the people who were around then and that shit would still kill. There you go. It would not have aged. People, Half of them are still the same fucking teachers. <laughs> Can you call the show The Sale of Last Century? <laughs> no, but I can probably call this podcast The Sale of Last Century. <laughs> oh, great. It is funny going back to your hometown. So where did comedy. you grow up? I grew up on a property outside of Canberra. So I went to school in Canberra. Yeah. Um, and it's it's weird. I've only really been back a couple of times to do a couple of gigs there. And it's, it's funny. It's it's a it feels weird going back to your hometown doing comedy when especially I started my career in Brisbane. So I've you know not I've not been there for a long time. Yeah, you don't feel necessarily a connection. No, right? not at all. Like. It's funny, I got approached a few times um, at Canberra, which is Australia's capital city, which um, I know that I'm not explaining that to you, Lindsay. No, no. Sometimes when, because people listen to this <laughs> yeah. from overseas. Uh, and right. So I sometimes, put, I sometimes put things in context <laughs> yeah. and I notice if I haven't told the person I'm talking to that I do that. <laughs> Why is they stare that? at me like, like Tom Gleeson was staring at me the other day like, I know who David Kosh is. Why are you explaining to me who David Kosh is? Not talking I'm to not you, talking Gleeson. To you. <laughs> talking to the people who see it home. Ah, <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, what was people I come uh, up to you in the ACT? Ah, uh, yeah. So they were approaching me. It was the hundred. It was the hundredth anniversary of Canberra. Mm. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> all that imported water—it's going down a funny way. They were, oh, well, it goes down the wrong way in this <clears throat> hemisphere. Yes. That's the problem. <laughs> That's what happens when you import water. So many people a year choke. People don't know about this. They drown to death inside their own body because they import water from the wrong hemisphere. hemisphere water. And it goes down your esophagus the wrong way. It's It's a silent killer. Silent killer. I'm all right now. And if it goes in, it comes out the wrong way. Oh, no. Yeah, it can do yourself some penis damage. In fact, what happens is your penis winds up like a helicopter and then people fly into the walls and and they die. Yeah, like seriously. This is dangerous. Oh, it's terrible. We've got to stop it. Getting back on the tap water. Right, exactly. (laughs) Scourge. Jesus. Absolute scourge. (laughs) Right. 
Uh, so going home. 100th, 100th anniversary. Yeah, so it was the 100th anniversary. They asked me to do uh, a bunch of stuff for it. And because I went to university in Canberra. Absolutely. And I lived did. there for three years. But the truth of it is that I like to go to Canberra and I've enjoyed going there for shows and stuff over the years. And I, yeah. in fact, I really enjoyed it as a tourist town. Yeah. But when I go to Canberra as a tourist, it's nothing like going back to the Canberra because I was at university. Yes. So that all moved on. Yes. Like, it's not like I can it's go back and lifetime. hang out at the universe. No, that would be well, weird. It would be. It's like, was Will Anderson a Thule? It would be. Like, I went past there just recently, actually. That yeah. universe, it hasn't changed much, right. to be honest. But if I wanted to have memories, <laughs> yeah. I would. That my memories would have to be, yeah. you know, going back to the uni Go bar. Go sit by and, the lake. Yeah, go down to sales. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I'd be that sad. Where old... I worked. That's an amazing quiz. Isn't that isn't weird? It? I it used to drink weird. at this bar near the university called Sales, and yeah. you used to work in I the well there. before we ever knew each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, mm. it was it was the overlapping times, which yeah. is quite bizarre. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> it is. These it are is. all coincidences are explained by the Will Illuminati. <laughs> I will. Buy our book, twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> For all the secrets. Well, it's come out at a good price too. Yeah, under thirty. I mean, under thirty bucks. You've yeah. got to keep it reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they give away the Bible for free. Uh, so, you too know. often. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world number one most read book, you know. Yeah, well, fucking, I could get lots of people to read my books if I just fucking printed them and gave them away for out. free. <laughs> Door Seriously. Door. Pop this in your hotel room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm more popular than the Bible. Not at all. But Could what be. I'm saying is, <laughs> if you, if you a put book. a Bible in one of the like drawers in the hotel room and <laughs> if the other drawer was my book, I imagine that for a lot of people, they'd happily read my book rather yeah. than the Bible. Every hotel you If they were the to. only two choices. I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. If there was a third drawer, you're fucked. Right. <laughs> Even if it just had instructions for dry cleaning it or something. <laughs> I'd be like, well, it's now it's the dry cleaning instructions, your book, and the Bible. But I'd still be number two. Yeah, it's a silver medal. Good on you. Got to be happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, um, uh, da, 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 da. what were we talking about? They wanted you to do stuff for the hundredth for the hundredth anniversary. Right. I don't have that connection to Canberra. When I go back, I um my I, I go back as a tourist, so I'm yeah. doing different things to what I did back then. So, uh, that's the thing. So I didn't kind of want to get involved, not because. I don't like Canberra, but I thought that event was about people who had a really deep connection to yeah. Canberra, and I, yeah. I don't feel that. I had an embarrassing moment where I didn't get asked back, but I offered myself uh, to come back and help with the opening of a new arts centre at the school that I yeah. went to, and I saw that they were opening because they sent me the gazette of what's happened in the year, and I went, oh, well, it'd be a nice opportunity to go back and do something nice for the school, so I emailed them and said I'd be happy to come and you know talk to the kids at the opening of the new arts, and they wrote back saying, oh, thanks very much, but we've got another past student who's going to come and do it. It's James O'Loughlin. I, oh. I had no idea he even went to the school. <laughs> Cool. And I'm like, oh, how embarrassing. How totally embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, not, you know, good, good company. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah but I was like, so. yeah, no, that's a good good idea. Yeah. Go, go no, with go with him on behalf of the school. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I feel a connection to the university. Yeah, right. So if they've, I mean, over the years, they haven't asked me heaps of times, to be honest. But, but you've there's been, been a couple of times things. where they've asked me to come and do gigs at the uni. Yeah, right. And I've always... More than any other uni gig or whatever, I would always try to make that work okay. because, you know, I went there to uni and I have fond memories of that. Would so. there still be any of the, you know, the faculty staff? Still? I wouldn't imagine so. No, right. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't yeah, even thought haven't about connected it. But, with any of them, well, because but. that's not my world either, because no. I studied journalism. Yeah. Like, so many of the people I studied with, like, are massive, massive 
like big time, you know, like uh, my best friend from uni was a guy called Adam Harvey, who's uh, Peter Harvey, the journalist's son. Yeah, and I went to school with him. Yeah, he's a he's a big time comedian. <laughs> he was in uh, my big year time, at not grammar. Not big time comedian. He's a big time journalist now. Yeah, he was in my year at grammar. We were, we Is were that friends right? at school. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's right. Oh my God, it's a small world. Yeah. It's a fucking small world. Yeah, yeah, it is. All these coincidences will be explained. And Ken Begg's son, Sam Begg, was also... Uh, Ken Begg was a fantastic journalist in the ACT. And uh, they had... Um, uh, uh, I, there was a bunch of people out of my year who, like, you know... Right. One, one of the girls, Kelly Hush, is an editor of one of the biggest uh, women's magazines in Australia. What, fashion magazines in Australia. Yeah. And, like, they've all gone off and had their... It was only a small class of people. Well, which in retrospect, that uni was also quite young at that point. Yeah, it when was. You were there, quite a new university. It was, like, yeah. Uh, Canberra had only just recently got its second university. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was... I think it was upgraded from a... Was it a TAFE or a, co- a training college or something? And then it was upgraded to that's a university? That's right. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I reckon I was there about, I don't know, maybe like five years after. Yeah, right. So it was like... Yeah. It was a great time to be. That's pretty good for those people to go on and be so successful. Right. But a... no, I think it was a great time to be there. Right. Because I ended up choosing it over... Because I, I got... Except this, at the time, there was kind of three courses. There yeah. was one at UTS, there was one at RMIT, and there was this one in Canberra that right. seemed to be the ones that you could get a job out of. Like, okay. you know, there was other courses, but... Yeah. It's a very small industry and they were only... Well, there's a lot of stories in Canberra. There's a lot of journalistic stories right. happening in Canberra. But so. also because of the press gallery and because yeah, of the of relationship they had with all sure. the journalists who are there in Canberra, yeah. the resources and the lecturers and the people they could get in to talk to the course yeah. and the opportunities... Makes total sense. I worked... When I got my job at the Financial Review working in the Canberra Press Gallery and yeah. there, that was through my university course. Of course. They right. had a thing where if you were first in the year, uh-huh. first year, they would put you up you for... You got the internship. So there. Into, and they swapped it around the newspapers each yeah, year great. in the gallery. Yeah, cool. So that, that year it happened to be the Financial Review. So yeah, right. I worked there for... Not a bad way to start, hey? Like, <laughs> I covered an election in the Canberra Press Gallery yeah, for a national newspaper. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a story that ran on page three of the Financial Review. Yeah, right. And other stories that ran throughout it. But, like, I had a big story yeah. in the paper one day and I was... 1920, you know, so it was, was pretty that in, exciting. Was that in New Parliament House or was that still in the new old Parliament House? In the New yeah, Parliament yeah. House. Not in the hot box, in the old one. No. The press gallery is amazing in the old Parliament House. I mean, it's well... Rabbit Warren. The whole thing's amazing. Yeah. Like, to go there every day for work, like, to have a pass yeah. and go into yeah, you know, Parliament sure. House and see the politicians, you know... Uh, Paul Keating, the former Prime Minister yeah. of Australia. His um, son also went to my school. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Patrick. <laughs> he, uh... You could probably sell some really good stories. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Oh, boy, have I got some stories here. Yeah, true. <laughs> if you send us another 1995, <laughs> Lindsay will send you those stories. <laughs> um, I gave uh, Paul Keating, uh, when he was Prime Minister, the finger once. Did you? By accident. By, by accident? By accident. Was it for someone near him and he got it? No. Uh, <laughs> I had, I, everyone else was out of the office. And so I had my feet up on... Now, my d- uh, desk was in the entry to the office, yes. right? Yep. So mine was the first desk you'd see. So normally I... Port of call number one. Yeah, and I'd, you know, see if someone could talk to someone or whatever. I was sure. half, you know, sort of... A little bit of a buffer and reception right. all rolled everything, one. everything. If they wanted to get booze, I'd go and get booze. I had to go and get the shit out of the, you know, trays where they'd leave the press releases. I had to cut articles out of paper. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I'd get to write a story, you Regular know. Regular go for this, go for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what the job was. Right. Um, so... Uh, I'm in the office by myself, and at this time I have quite long, I have shoulder length kind of hair. <laughs> yeah. And 
Um, but I'm dressed in like a decent enough sort of a- a outfit otherwise. Got my feet up on the next to the computer. I'm reading the newspaper. <laughs> and I hear this voice from behind me. It just says, since when have they let uh, people have long hair and earrings in the financial review? And I just, without looking back, flipped the bird <laughs> over my shoulder. <laughs> and then I've turned around and it's the fucking Prime Minister. <laughs> fantastic he was fine about it to be honest too which I he's a pretty decent guy he used to come to school dinners when I was a kid because he had a son uh, that was in the boarding community whenever there was a boarding house dinner he would come along uh, mostly when he was treasurer Uh, I think I'd just moved on when he became prime minister he was such an enigmatic character like he just carried so much air of everything about him that people were always intrigued and making big conversation at him and he always held court in the area and then just sat down had dinner normally and and left he was an amazing statesman i quite enjoyed him i thought he i thought he was really good he was very colorful yeah i mean he's a he's a cranky old bastard yeah 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 at least it was back in the days when Australian politicians believed in something. They you did. Know? They stood up for themselves and right. the people that got them there. Yeah. Know, and But they good. also, even if you didn't believe in what they believed in, they had a fucking mission and an agenda yeah. and, the, and they were going to prosecute it. Instead of the, the sort of, Instead of the governments we have these days, which are just like, oh, you don't like this? Oh, well, we'll, we'll completely change our minds. We've got something what else. What do you like? <laughs> yeah. Whatever you like, that's what we'll do. In fact, we probably don't need government anymore. We'll it's, just, every day, you can vote on whatever the yeah. thing is today. It's gotten ridiculous. Where, where should we send asylum seekers today? You can vote. <laughs> yeah. Nauru, Christmas Island, your I think, place. I think they've just got a chocolate wheel now with right. a bunch of options on it. Place your bets. Who fucking knows? I'm a bit disheartened by politics. As you know, my dad was a politician for yes. a while in New South Wales State Parliament. And you get a real insight when you start hanging around. In How old sections. were you in the time where he was a politician? Oh, it's only, you know, 10 years ago. So I was 30, late 20s, early 30s while he was there. Okay. It was an interesting time for me because I was a touring comic yep. and I was travelling a lot to Sydney. And uh, when I'd travel to Sydney, I would stay in dad's room at Parliament House. Right. I would use the quarters there because it's a overnight accommodation. Right. And he would be charged to his, you know, expenses for the electorate yeah. each time I stayed there. But it was a real insight because when you're in there, you can watch the house and all of the bills pass on the telly in the house and see all the other parliamentary it's question amazing. times. And I love question time. I will sit and watch question time any opportunity I get to watch See, question I can't time. now because it's just it. become so horrible. Yeah, and but people I, are such assholes that I want to yeah. just like... Like, I, I it's don't, still insightful, even though it's not getting anywhere and they are really gives horrible. me this insight. I would like to lock the fucking doors. And I'm not a, normally a violent person, and people know this about me. <laughs> True. But there are times when I watch Question Time, yeah. and I just think in my ultimate fantasy, I would like to go in there with a fucking cricket bat and <laughs> just, just sort smash out. the fuck out of most of them. <laughs> like, smash them. We're not getting far, are we? It's not, it's not really progressing. <laughs> Parliament is not... They're not doing things for no. us. But I think it's a, like it's a worldwide disease. Like, Absolutely. You know, we yeah, see no, all no, these governments the and parliaments yeah. and... I the mean, fact the UK that in, is just as bad. America's having their own troubles. Like. Well, man, the fact that in the recent election um, uh, in Italy, Silvio Berlusconi still got 30 <laughs> fucking percent of the votes or I something. I know. I like, know. My God. Do you think people meant to do that or is that like a... I heard that or read that in the I paper. I just think that's like, like... Really? We Are must look sure? at him like a, he, They must look at him like we look at Warnie. Where it's just forgive like, him. He's just right. fucking he's, he's all right. It's Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Come on. Yeah, maybe. maybe. La- that larrikin. You know, right. the larrikin does get away with a lot. The corrupt, yeah. horrible, well, you know, larrikin. Yeah. 
I don't mean he's, you know, a, yeah. definitely just a larrikin. I right. know that he did some pretty heinous yeah, stuff. But he does uh, it with a larrikin attitude. Yeah, you think, you know, he falls ah, under that category of larrikin. So he had know? sex with some underage prostitutes. Ah, That's know. Silvio! Yeah, you know, is that the mentality of people? Is that why they give, you know, compensation to people that really shouldn't get any sort of compensation? What do you mean by that? Give well, me an example. We, well, I think you, you gave a good example with Warney. Like, yeah. Warney let us down... You know, what? when I say let us down, he not doesn't us. owe me anything. But he does he, not owe me anything. No, but he he let down a loyal fan base of supporters by right. not being the person that they supported. Right. You know? And I think that, but people go, oh, but it's Warney. You know, he's a larrikin. Is he's it a because bit like that? But is it because he did enough good stuff that as long as he doesn't do anything so fucking bad, that or is we're it like, because you expect him to do something like that that you go, well, you get away with that when I, you do it? I find it really weird, and I know it's weird to talk about Warney, too, but the funny thing is that. Like, uh, I know this podcast goes to an international audience. <laughs> yeah. And yet we still fucking end up talking about Warning quite a lot. <laughs> I think he's gone international. There's though. just Warning something about him and his appeal mm. that I find staggering. Because even I, who are so... If you look at the individual things throughout his career that I have been turned off by or disgusted it, yeah. by, and I still am like... <laughs> Ah, exactly, and I, I'm the same as you. Like, but but I think you know that helps. And it doesn't a, make me feel good. No, no, no. He gets away with quite a lot, and I wow. think that's the same with us. You know, you get a bit of larrikin license. Yeah. You get a bit more. Get a bit more leeway. Um, the, the Australians will know this, but uh, for overseas um, uh, listeners, we had a prime minister called Bob Hawke. Oh yeah. Now, when it comes to larrikins. <laughs> Uh, Hawkey was Hawkey once was the world record holder for uh, for sculling a yard glass. Isn't that amazing? Beer. Yeah, and then he became our prime minister. That's right. Uh, not as a result of that. No, no, that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that would really re- <laughs> people's prejudices against Australia. If uh, oh, you're the world record holder for sculling. Ah, uh, that means you're also prime minister of Australia. Yeah. We're kicking the other guy out. Right. No, every time anyone breaks that, they're automatically prime minister of yeah. Australia. You know, and Hawkey was the last of our, the last of our, or the you know the most recent heavy-handed union parliamentarian who, who, right. who uh, union-based prime minister. Right, came and, out of the union movement. Yeah, he had strong, very strong union values yep. and was very much about the worker, the working and, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think you know got away with that because he was a working class man. You know, yeah. being able to scull beers and right. talk like, yeah, don't really care much. Well, you know? I think, I think a couple of years ago, like um, he became famous again for sculling another beer. Oh, yeah, he did. And he's fucking. He did. How old is he? Like he's. Oh, he'd be in his seventies. Well, at least close to eighty, maybe. I might try to find that. And I'll, I'll post that on the Facebook yeah. page when this yeah. guy's up. Is Bob Hawke sculling that beer? Because it's like, because a. He's fucking seventy or eighty. Was that cricket or something? Wasn't yeah, it? at the cricket, yeah. sculls this fucking beer. Yeah. B. I'm pretty sure he was meant to be a reformed alcoholic at some stage. <laughs> so it's even better for a guy. <laughs> Still. I can just have one, but I have it quickly. It's just skull. <laughs> <laughs> Won't really count. Well, it's a sip. It's just a sip. It's <laughs> that one sip. And notorious fucking pants man. Mm. Like, terrible, terrible oh, husband. Pants man. Yeah, definitely a pants man. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, not the go. And that's not the go, but still no. quite beloved. Absolutely. Even well remembered by people who. Um, Weren't necessarily of his no, yeah, political party. No, that's right. But again... Because he's a larrikin. But again, he did good yeah. and he was a larrikin. He was a larrikin. He a double licence. Do right. a bit of good, be a bit of a larrikin, get away with whatever. So do you feel like that was Hitler's problem? No, I don't not think... Not enough larrikin. Not enough appeal. larrikin. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Larrikin. Yeah, not enough larrikin. You know, white a mo and a funnier cane. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd have been fantastic. How about uh, less death to the Jews oh. and more like uh, <laughs> generosity? Uh, you want to? You guys like a free pickle? A free pickle to the Jews. So that's what I'm going to do. A bigger mustache, cane, pickle, pickle to the Jews. Woo-hoo. Free pickle. Happy Hitler. Happy Hitler. Ah, he was a larrikin. We'll let him get away with invading Poland. Free pickles. Right? Yeah. He gave the Jews free pickles. What about Poland? What about the pickles? What about the pickles? <laughs> Did you not see the mustache in the game? He's a larrikin. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that's what he missed out on. Didn't get enough larrikin in him. I feel like that wasn't disrespectful. Not really. Too soon? No, no. No, right. that was actually no. a positive yeah. message. Yeah. That we, we were going for that. Uh, giving you an alternative uh, history. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Ours, ours was now a brighter the... outcome. Things right. went better. You exactly. got a free pickle. It's Poland like... didn't come out any better. No. Sorry, Poland. Well, sometimes in those alternative universes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help everybody. I don't know how many Polish <laughs> listeners we have, but... We'll send you a pickle. Probably. <laughs> Then I will. You've now you said that if someone from Poland emails me official yeah. faux fop, fop at um, gmail.com, official faux fop at gmail.com, if there is listeners in Poland, we'll send you a we will send you a pickle. <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to fucking do that. And I'm like at one stage, it's be great. my manager will fucking ring me. This was what will happen. Uh, this, this shit has already happened. This is what I'll be. I'll be like, oh fuck, I've got to mail those fuckers that pickle. So pickles to Poland. So I'm like, I'll be. I'll be down at the fucking post office and I'll be frustrated <laughs> because I don't have time to be sending pickles to fucking Poland. Not really. I don't. I'm very no. busy. This is Hitler's fault. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm in the post office and my manager rings me and I answer the fucking phone and she's like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, why are you saying fuck? She wouldn't say fuck. I'll put that in. <laughs> you put that in. Um, uh, she says, where are you? I said, oh, I'm just I'm just sending <laughs> a package of pickles to Poland. <laughs> at the post office. Are you? Uh, she goes, are you warming up for the show? I was like, so, no, no, it's not a tongue twister. That's literally what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I only speak in alliteration as well. That's uh, what I do now. That's you. part of being in the Will Illuminati. <laughs> you have to speak in Will Iteration. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Will Iteration. Yeah, okay, that'll be a show at some mm, stage. Mm. Probably Will Illuminati, Will as well. Maybe worldwide Will Iteration. Oh, Jesus Because then Christ. it's Will Iterate. It's a big poster, though. It's Will Iterate, then. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I, that's going to be the problem. Pickles. Sending pickles to Poland. Uh, so, because every time I say something like that to my management, they, they're like, how are we meant to manage you when you make so many terrible decisions? <laughs> like, you know, they're like, are you, you're posting a pickle, pickle to Poland, Poland. Yeah. For, from, for your free fucking podcast. Yes. That costs you money. <laughs> and see. by the way, the more of them you put up, the more money it costs, apparently. <laughs> I didn't fucking know that, by the way. I was like, I'll do two a week. Here we go. Yeah, then it'll be brilliant. Now you're in a pickle. Now I'm the fuck. I am in a pickle. <laughs> and I can't send that pickle to Poland in a fucking post bag. Maybe we should do a show from Poland. Well, if there's enough people, yeah. I'll come with the pickles. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. All right. How many <laughs> How many people do I need to see my show in Poland? Let's see. We could do a live podcast. Yeah, from Poland. The Polecast. There might even be like a pickle festival in Poland. Oh, the Polish picket. Fe- <laughs> right. We will do, if there is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of provisos in this, but if there is. A lot is, of what ifs. If there is a Polish pickle festival. That'll be great. Right? Tick. Yes. Uh, we... And if there is enough people who think they're going to the Polish Pickle, Pickle Festival, Festival, who also listen to this podcast, <laughs> oh boy, then, narrowing the goods, <laughs> then I will fly to Poland and I podcast. will do the podcast, a live podcast from the Polish Pickle, Pickle Festival. Festival. 
to the people of Poland. <laughs> It'll be perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, uh, can't wait to get on Google and find out if there's a festival in Poland. I mean, I don't even know why we're not doing that right now. Let's find you, out. You talk. I don't know um, how many. I don't know what sort of weather you need to grow a pickle either. I've never grown pickles. I've grown a lot of things, vegetables. Yeah, but a pickle. I've never grown a pickle. Do you grow a cucumbers? Really, they must grow on a vine. But right? aren't they? Isn't that like pickle? You well, don't grow pickles. a pickle. No, but you grow a pickle cucumber. Don't right? You, I grow, think you grow the cucumber cucumbers. and then you pickle it. That's right? right. Yeah, it's like a sardine. It's not a sardine until you put it in the can. It's just a small fish. Right. Uh, well, unfortunately, when I googled Polish Pickle Festival, yeah, nothing came up straight away. Oh, it might be secret. So I'm it going might to be a secret underground pickle festival. Right. Maybe the P is silent, like pneumonia. <laughs> and it's the Ickle Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the Olish Ickle Festival? Oh, yes. Right. On every year. Yeah, <laughs> you should have said the P is silent, like pneumonia. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> All right. I've instead uh, Google Pickle yep. Festival. Which oh, yes. Might be dangerous Maybe on the close. internet. It or could be. Pickle Fest. Pickle Fest 5. Oh, no. Good. Help my eyes. There's a lot of pickle festivals. Oh, That's, is there? This is good news. I'd, I'd assume a lot of them are going to be in America. Right. Because they, have to, love, they love a pickle. We'll have to find the one that is um, closest to Poland if we can't be in Absolutely. Poland. Okay. Well, here's the first. Oh, here's a good one for a start. Here we go. The 15th Annual International Pickle Festival. It's been going a while. Yeah. Celebrating 15 years of Pickle Fest. That's how long I've been a comedian. This right. is good. You Pickle Fest. <laughs> yeah. See, that's... Pickle I, I, we could definitely do a fucking podcast at Pickle Fest, right? Easy. I mean, maybe America's better anyway. Could be. Maybe it's for Polish people. There's heaps of Polish people in America. Right. That's not racist, is it? That's what we that's do. just an observation. No, that's better. You're saying how multicultural <laughs> oh, the society is. Woo-hoo. It's the opposite of racism. I'm anti-racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, except uh, when you come back into this hemisphere, then you're racist oh, again because yeah, yeah, it right. goes around. Yeah, it goes opposite. <laughs> like the water. I, um, so uh, it's only 127 days until uh, Pickle Fest. Oh, that's 15, not long. So... That's a good amount of time for us to be able to coordinate yes. this and get it True. together. So it's in, uh, oh, it's in New York. Oh. Wow, there oh. we go. Hello. The Big Pickle. Well, um, <laughs> no, hang on. I think it's, anyway. anyway should pickle. be. That's pickle what Fest. What's pickle happening? Fest. What's on? All right. Well, this uh, I, this already seems like this is probably, because there's got to be some Polish people in New York, Oh, right? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So all we need to do is do a live podcast at Pickle Fest yep. in New York. That's get easy Get the Polish people to come on down. Yeah. And you get a free pickle. Right. Exactly. I'll pay for the pickles. And they're going to be easy to get. You won't have to bring them from here. No. You can just source them exactly. at Pickle pickles Fest. Are, yeah, exactly. Your own giveaway. Perfect. Pickle. Okay. Um, now, uh, I will tell you some things about it. Uh, it's on Sunday, November the 18th. Oh, no. That was last year's. Oh. It hasn't actually got the date for next year. So, it's going to probably be in November. We've got a bit Let's of time. Let's assume. All right. That's good, though. That's that's a good time of the year for us. This is gherkin out well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> If you stuck with us when I said I'm going to Google pickle festivals, <laughs> then you probably you probably just got what you deserve. <laughs> if you didn't, the minute I said I'm going to Google pickle <laughs> festivals, go I have something I, better to do I with think my the time. Kettle, think the kettle needs me. Shit. <laughs> you wouldn't have. Then had to you got what to you deserve. You got what you deserve. Good. Um, all right. Um, uh, so. Uh, Lots and lots of food, pickled goods and souvenirs, pickle judging and contests. Brilliant. Right, that'll be good. Who's got the biggest pickle? Uh, live music and dancing. 
Of course. Uh, prizes, prizes, prizes! <laughs> Is three, that one in capitals? Three exclamation marks. Awesome. Three. Great prizes. And not after each of the prizes. Three at the end. <laughs> prizes, 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 three exclamation Great. marks. Great. Pickle uh, the pickles. Okay, so the Pickle Festival is held at the Community Centre. Uh, nice. Route like 32, that. South Rosendale, New York. Okay, good, 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 good. Oh, you do have to bring something, though. What do you have to bring? Bring your appetites. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Imagine getting halfway there and realise, oh, I forgot my appetite. Oh, I've made... Oh, no. I've flown all the way from Australia. And <laughs> oh, I've forgotten my appetite. Oh, my God. Will I be able to get one locally, even? Absolutely. Can you pick up a local yeah, appetite? Yeah, you can. <laughs> right. Wow. So, there you go. That's the international... Uh, Great. Pickle Festival. Pickle Fest. Oh, I love it. Oh, events. Or oh, do you want to know what the events are? Oh, oh no, yes. hang on. No, you know. Anything? Nothing? No, pickle not. throwing competition? Yeah, probably. Um, uh, the hammer and pickle. <laughs> Pin the pickle on the farmer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, Try right. not to think about uh, it. Pickle festivals. Let's see if there's any more. That one seemed pretty good. Maybe, you know, we've we got like the world's biggest pickle festival or something. Oh, yeah. That's right. probably a good, you know. It's a good to aim high. What about the 33rd annual Pickle Festival? Well, that one's been going twice as long plus something. Right. That seems... <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. What do you got? I'm going to read this one. The Pickle de Resistance? A Tale of Two Pickle Festivals. Wow. <laughs> yep. Are they, like, at war? Oh, well, let's see. Oh, this is great. Let's see. It's an article about it. As someone who's not... Um, this is an article by Eleanor West, and I apologise that... Um, I've not read through this. Yeah. This could be just terribly could boring. But how can an article called A Tale of Two Pickle Festivals, A Close Look at the World of Competitive Pickling, oh, be anything I don't know. entertaining? This is going to be great. As someone uh, by Eleanor West, uh, and I'll try to give the publication a plug as well if we're going to read their stuff. Foodrepublic.com is the name of the website. There you go. So, it's not Pickle uh, Digest. No, it isn't. But that, no, they seem at Food Republic. That yeah. seems like... Seems like it's for everyone. Right. As someone who's not a professed pickle enthusiast, I surprised myself by attending not one, but two pickle festivals in the course of a single week. Good honour. Do you think she literally surprised herself, though? No, not really. No. I'd say she had this booked into a yeah. diary for a few weeks right. and knew that she was going Possibly to Possibly went to, to them because she was going to write an article. Yeah. yeah. May have even done some background into them. Research them. Yeah. It's, I, sure. I would, like, you know what? I can imagine perhaps you'd be surprised to find yourself at one pickle festival in a week. Absolutely. That could happen. Yes. But two? two? You've organised that. Fool me once, pickle <laughs> on you. Fool me twice. <laughs> So, <laughs> the fickle pickle. <laughs> so, as someone who's not, yeah, okay. Uh, she surprised herself by being at the pickle festivals. Never did I imagine I would intend uh, attend any pickle festival. Must have again, liar, Eleanor West, <laughs> Food Republic. Uh, but there I was at the New Amsterdam Market in New York City. Okay, nice. At well, a New York seems in to New be York the City. heart of pickle right. festivals. Edging my way through the voracious crowd of pickle lovers. Really? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be in a crowd of voracious pickle lovers <laughs> can be taken many ways <laughs> well I believe if you're in a crowd of voracious pickle lovers you'd want them to be able to be taken many yes. ways yeah. yeah don't google yeah. voracious pickle lovers yeah. don't go in that, that toilet there with the glory holes there is voracious pickle lovers all over the place tonight <laughs> I think I actually saw the voracious pickle lovers at the big day out one didn't you oh yeah uh, any good uh, great I thought yeah great uh all right, so anyway, um, the Peck Slip Festival, that's what it is. Right. Okay, now then she bangs on about things that... Pickle, pickle, pickle. Pickle, pickle, pickle. Gherkin, gherkin, gherkin. Okay, oh, now, see, now it's getting... 
Well, we want to hear about the battle. We want to hear about the battle between the two. Right. Where's the payoff? Oh, she promised us a, a tale of two. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I came across the table of Pucker's Pickles, I couldn't help but notice the blue ribbons from the Rosendale International Pickle Festival Ooh. that adorned their half-sours. The vendor told me he'd placed first last year in the annual Pickle Festival in Rosendale, New York, which yes. I think was the one we were just reading about, and that he and his prize-winning pickles... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if you were on a dating profile, you would yes. put the advertisement in pickles? Of course you would. <laughs> Check out my gherkin. <laughs> I think you'd be at home jerking your gherkin <laughs> alone. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, would you have test pickles? His prize-winning pickles would be attending it again this year. I'm just going to move on by that one. Thank you. As fate would have it, I was going to be in High Falls that very next weekend. Also, oh, in some ways... Maybe she, it was a coincidence. She has, well, it is. Yeah. She still could have done... She obviously still was going there for some other yeah. reason. When the festival was going on, only a short drive from Rosendale. I'll probably see you there, I told him. Only later realising that I probably sounded like some unhinged pickle groupie. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've all heard of. <laughs> They're terrible. They're the worst of the groupies. Right. Pickle groupies. I love, yeah, the, the people hanging out on the lucrative pickles. But you know what? Everything has its own groupies. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So there probably is. Yeah, pickle fans. Prize pickle fans. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I don't know any. No, but... Yeah. Well, you have to hang around the, the pickle circle. Circuit. Meet some soon. Uh, I, I did see him there and many of the other vendors too. The guys from McClure's Pickles in Brooklyn had made the trip out to Rosendale. Oh, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to hear about that. Uh, the Rosendale Festival was just as crowded as its New York City counterpart. Oh, okay, now we're getting some comparisons. Right. Quite popular. But it far outdid the Peck Slip Festival <gasps> in terms of eccentricity. Oh, that's our... F- we've got to right. go to that one. Crazy pickles. I mean, obviously one of them's not going to let two weirdos from Australia no. do a fucking podcast. No. eccentric pickle people. Yeah. That's what we're the after. The Polish picklers. That's a great name for a band. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... Unlike the Peck Slip Festival, this one had a man in a pickle suit yes. walking around and posing. Perfect, photos. perfect, absolutely perfect pickle mascot. That's what we need. Petey Pickle. Yes. Pedro Pickle, I'd like to think. Oh, yeah, Pedro Pickle. <laughs> hey, kids, you want your photo taken with Pedro Pickle? Oh, I, I don't know what that accent was, by the way. If that's racist, no, then I don't want to live in a world where that is racist. <laughs> <laughs> because that was so much fun to do. <laughs> Pedro Pickle. It's so enjoyable. Hey, ladies, you want some quesadilla? You put some Pedro Pickle in your quesadilla. Great. If that's racist, I don't want to live in this I world. hope that that's exactly what the pickle is like when you see the pickle. Yeah. So you can have your costume. photo taken with Pedro Pickle. Is it free? Uh, the festival, I mean? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I've, I've not seen any... Uh, it should be free. Of, not the pickles aren't free, though. No. You've got to pay for your pickle. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> You've got to pay proper for your pickle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, PayPal. Pickle <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> pickle Pal. Uh, by, it's okay. So, um... Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, so this one had a man in a pickle suit posing for photos. Brilliant. And had two other tents adjoining the pickle tent packed with vendors hocking Jamaican curries. Oh, Lindsay. Yes. Oh, fucking Lindsay. Keep going. Okay, I'm going to get to the weird bit first and then I'm going to come back to the bit that just makes everything that fucking happened. Okay. Only explained by the Illuminati. Okay. I will. So, the, the pickle tent was packed with vendors hocking Jamaican curries. Sounds good. 
pet rabbits. Oh, yes. That's a bit strange. Sweet. Yeah. I'm not rabbits. sure that I want pet rabbits no, in the same place. Curries. Was that leftovers? <laughs> leftovers, is it? <laughs> Curry in a bunny? <laughs> but here's the bit where it gets fucking freaky. Okay. Here's the, the bit where this podcast gets all rabbits fucking... Rabbits isn't weird. Yeah. X-Files and shit. Jamaican curries. Rabbits. Yeah. Polish sausages. Get out of my fucking house! Oh, oh, yes! Yes! Perfect! Perfect! Pickles and Polish sausages! Oh my god! We've virtually pulled a rabbit out of a hat! Oh my god! <laughs> That's fantastic! Wow, well, there you go. Well, that means there's definitely going to be Polish people there already. Well, you would think so, right? Absolutely. Those ones? Of if- course! Just at least the people hosting the venue with the Polish sausages. If we get a big enough crowd, I am willing to... This is brilliant. I'm willing to give them a sausage and a poodle. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If really? it's big enough. I mean, if, if wow. it's worthwhile going... You're probably going to have to give a bun if you give a sausage and a pickle. No, I can buy their own bun. You <laughs> bring your own bun. Yeah, bring your own bun. Bring a bun. Yeah, bring a bun. Sausage and pickle it. And that's how we'll know you're with that's us. That's right. You come with a bun. Yep, you turn right? up with a bun. Turn up with a bun. You get a sausage and a pickle. Right. This is brilliant. Yeah. And in the future, when they transcribe this and my disciples tell yes. the story of this podcast, it will be the time I fed the masses with the sausage, sausage. The sausage and pickle. <laughs> It'll be my, my miracle of the breads and the, the loaves and the fishes. Mate, your gherkin miracles. My gherkin miracles. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, so there you go. Paul, no wonder you got excited when you read that. I well, know, I was very excited. Polish sausage. It. It's all come together. There we are. So when exactly is that on? It doesn't have the dates yet for that one. Uh, no, well, that was the one that we were talking about earlier. Right. The one that we moved on so we from. Don't know so it's the... November. November. It's going to be November sometime. Okay. So it That's gives us so time funny. to find out if we have any... Uh, Polish listeners. Polish listeners. <laughs> people in America who are Polish or just enjoy Polish things. Or if you know anyone that's Polish. If you like a Polish... If you yeah. buy Polish. Buy Polish! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, there's been way too many puns in this podcast. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lindsay Webb. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, mate, it's to been fun. To you. It's gone so quickly. Thanks it for having me. It has gone so quickly. We've we, we've what done the whole podcast, but I want to plug things for you because sure. we need to do that before the end of the yeah, podcast as well. Let's do that. So, uh, what do you? What can we plug? You're on Twitter. Yes, I am on Twitter. What is uh, it? At, at Lynn's Web. Web. Yeah, that's right. L i n d s w e w b. Yeah. So find you there. Where find else people there. can find you? Uh, Lindsay Webb comedian on Facebook. Yep. You'll find me there and find out what I'm up to. Uh, and that's the two best places. Right. That's where you get the And do you have gigs coming up that you can tell people about? I do. Probably the most exciting gigs is over. I bring my Adelaide Fringe Festival show back to Brisbane. Because Which they went s- fantastic oh, in Adelaide. Mate, best, very best, excited. Right. Yeah, yeah, very excited. Best Lindsay, Fringe ever. Lindsay had yeah. a, a great year in Adelaide I this really year. enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a good time. And so I bring the show back because I the, the lovely people of Brisbane sit through my trial shows in November and December. And so I bring and it back. And talk people through that because we talk a bit about comedy on this yeah. show and I talk about the way that I put my shows yeah, together yeah. And, so we'll, and stuff like that. So tell people what your process in, is. In November and December, on a Wednesday night, I sell it as a trial show, yep. saying that this is where I'm working up material to take to the Adelaide Fringe and then beyond. And uh, people come in and they watch the show and they very graciously tell me honestly whether they think they like a bit or whether they don't like a bit and I yep. work out whether it'll stay or not stay in the show. And over the course of seven shows, I kind of work lots of different material and then the last couple of shows should be a bit more refined and in, in the idea of what I'm going to do for the show. Yeah. And so then I take it away to the festivals and this year I'm just taking it to Adelaide. That's the only place. And I, w- I plan to take this show to Melbourne next year. Yeah. So I'll save it. 
I'll save it for then. But <laughs> and, I'll bring um, it back for two. Someone, I was talking to someone today and they actually asked me why you weren't doing Melbourne. And it's, yeah. it's basically one of those things where it's like, it's hard to be away from home for... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got a family and yeah. stuff. And yeah, I do. And I, I took a couple of options this year. I got invited to go to New Zealand in January for a, for a festival that was right. a couple of weeks long. And I thought that if I took that and then did a month in Adelaide and then went to do at least two weeks in Melbourne. It's a bit much at the start of the year. Yeah. And I have got some family commitments at this start of the year. My wife's just finishing a uni degree and there's a few things. And and plus, I did apply for a time slot and didn't get the one that I particularly wanted and when it's not worth going there to struggle and make it hard for right. myself. So made it made a, Particularly made to be choice. away from your family totally. struggling and yes. making it hard for yourself. No joy. Yeah. No joy there. And, you know, experienced enough to know that I don't need to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, so I bring it back here and I'm doing that April 10 and 17 at the Sit Down Comedy Club in Brisbane. Great. So go and go see to, that. You can go to standup.com.au to get the details for that. That's great. Um, yeah. I'm uh, So this is going to come out on uh, Wednesday. Perfect. So that means that uh, Got a bit tonight of time to I'm at the, um, uh, the opening night All-Stars show. Ooh. Uh, and then tomorrow night, my show starts Goodwill at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You excited this year for your Melbourne run? I, uh, as you know, because you've been with me through working through this process, and yeah. I haven't really talked about it much on the, uh, the podcast yet. But right. um, when I arrived in Adelaide, I'd come off the back of, you know, doing a lot of touring in the US. Yeah, you've had a different year. It was a very different way for me to go into starting yeah. a show. Yeah. Normally what happens is I do my nine months of my tour, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the tour, I... I since I've been editing these podcasts, yeah. I hear myself back, yeah. and I say tour in such a weird way. A tour. Tour. It's tour. Tour. <laughs> tour. I'm sure... Tour. I'm sure it annoys... Because I'm like, tour? tour? I've never sound tour? more fucking Australian tour? like that I'm at tour. <laughs> I'm going on tour. I'm so fucking Australian. Everything goes up at the end. So mature? Yeah, I'm going on a tour. <laughs> it annoys me. Tour. I don't know why you fuckers listen to this podcast. <laughs> I have to listen to it back to fucking edit it. And That's shit. enough for you. Oh my god, I hate myself. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so normally what happens is I finish up my show at the end of sort of like you know end of November normally. Yep. And that gives me sort of nearly three months to put together to the focus new show. on your new show. And so what that is normally writing and just trying bits and doing little trial yeah. shows and mucking around and whatever. But I'm not really doing proper performance in that two months. So when I start the tour, um, I do it then for nearly nine months in a row. Sure. So I want to. I normally come into it quite rested. Yeah. So I get to an Adelaide or whatever, and even though the show is brand new and I haven't really tried much of it, and I'm really fresh and prepared. Normally. And also, your standard, has, your inner barometer is set at a level of I'm doing a new show and I've been mucking around Absolutely. with things. What I did this year was came off like six weeks of solid touring, playing like seven shows a week in And that's club club touring, yeah. Club touring, yeah. Doing my 50 minutes of, you know, best material the Americans would understand, you Uh know. So it it was obviously always going to be a bit of a difference from going to do that to doing a brand new show you've never tried. Yeah. And the gear shift I found a little bit more difficult this year. And those first couple of weeks in Adelaide, I felt like I was doing, you know, shows most of the time. Um, that people, you know, were enjoying and people weren't sort of like, you know. Yeah. But that I was kind of like, oh, I'm just not quite finding the swing of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like because my aim and ambition with the show is always that I want it to be better than the show that I did before. It's a great idea. That's my standard. <laughs> it's though, a really good idea. Right? Yeah. And my show last year was well received by people. It's a good and show. I found like, and I fe- and for the first time, I reckon for about the first week, I thought I was doing good shows and stuff. Sure. But I don't think I was doing a show that was even in the same league not as last year's show. Okay. 
and I couldn't quite work out why because yeah. I was working as hard on it. But you and I was going up at Rhino every night trying to, to try to your new credit stuff though. And, you put a lot of work into making that right. You didn't just go, oh well, it's not working. You, no, no, no. You like put I mean, a lot I, of work in. I essentially in the two weeks I was in Adelaide, not only got that show right. I feel yeah. like the first four or five, last four or five shows I did in Adelaide were really great shows that Isn't I that enjoyed. Great? Right? Yeah. But I also in that time wrote a completely different hour <laughs> that I tried and I'm going to weave some of that into the show to kind Perfect. of make it the show that I really want it to be. And I felt like the last few nights in Brisbane, like I had a girl come and see the show um, who was nice enough to say she'd come the last five years and, oh, great. and she enjoyed this one. Well, that's a good barometer. The, the best of the ones she'd seen. And so for me, I was like, Perfect. okay, it's now in a place yeah. where it's not even exactly how I'm going to want it yet, Yeah. but it's in a place where people who've seen me yeah. go... This Perfect. Is, so now I'm excited. Isn't it funny how like, that confidence... About a week ago, a week and a half ago, yeah. I was fucking terrified. Terrified, yeah. It's terrified. That's a fair call. I was like, I don't want to be in the biggest room of my life doing what should be the best fucking show no. I've ever done and it not be the best show I've ever <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. But now I feel like that's a, a really achievable thing. Good. Now, people will obviously make up their own mind. Like, oh, you know, sure. Maybe you would have liked yeah. last year's or you maybe sure. you like one from fucking 10 years ago. But every show should be different and should right. be for different people anyway. Right. So, yeah. But Perfect. it feels like it's in the zone now, which you. is good. That was probably too much of me. Isn't it amazing that, that difference the confidence gives you in presenting the show that you do have? Like so, when, when you feel confident that you like the show and, and then you go out and do it, it's so much more energetic and more fun. And Well, I'll give you an example of that. There was one night in Adelaide where it was the toughest night I had. Yeah. It was the Monday night after the long weekend and my uh -huh. show was on at like 10 to 10, you know. Late. So yeah. like Monday night after a four-day weekend at that time of night. Tough one. It was low energy. Yeah, for there sure. There was enough of them People there. People are tired. They, right. <coughs> it's a long weekend, you know. Yeah. And I did the show or at least what, you know, I considered to be the good bits of the show. Yeah. And I looked at my clock and I was about to finish and I'd done 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, which I ended up <laughs> doing a bunch of other stuff and it was <laughs> fine. But so... <laughs> Last Friday night in Brisbane, I did that exact same amount of material yeah. and it took 80 minutes. Isn't that amazing? Right? Yeah. It's That's that confidence. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It blows my mind. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes you look at the page and you go, this show's short. And you go, no, just do it better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, just enjoy it more. Just be better at yeah. it doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true because we will rush through things when we're not right. really enjoying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, we, should, uh, we should stop rambling on about ourselves at the end me. of the podcast. Thank you so much, Lindsay Webb. We really Pleasure. appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to the episode. If you're enjoying them, uh, what I would love if you could do, if you uh, listen on uh, iTunes, leave it a rating on the iTunes thing because it helps us stay at the top of the charts and then more people listen and nice one. and that sort of thing. So that'd be cool. Uh, any final words there, Lindsay? Uh, just thanks for having me. This has been really quite enjoyable and I'm looking forward to my pickle. <laughs>